0: Welcome to episode 27 of the Amazing Moms podcast. I'm Crystal, and today I'm going to be talking about some changes that we've been seeing in Autumn that are for the good and how I feel about that as her mom, as well as what we are doing to prepare for our upcoming Disney trip. So first, I wanted to talk a little bit about some things we've been noticing with Autumn. She has really been embracing who she is and the differences that she has in comparison to not just her siblings, but to other people that she meets. She's never really been a person who's like ashamed of her feeding tube or embarrassed about it. In fact, she very often would try to show people, even though we'd ask her not to, um, you know, not to pick up her shirt, basically, to show her feeding tube. But she's always been very social. So she's always been really not afraid to put herself out there. But more recently, we've noticed that she will say, hey, I have this, but this person doesn't, but that's okay because everybody's different, which is something we have strived to teach her from day one. And it is true that obviously everyone is different. And we've even told her that doesn't just mean things that are medical or things that you can see, that everyone is different. And that's what makes us us and makes you a unique person. So in the meantime, we have noticed that she is not just embracing those things, but she seems to be knowing a lot more about her care than I actually gave her credit for. So she wanted to start a YouTube channel. She's been wanting to do this for a long time. She has a big interest in like do-it-yourself changing of like LOL dolls. She wants to change them from the doll that they are and make them a different character using paint and other embellishments. We have not actually done any of those things, but she talks about it all the time. And she said she wanted to have a YouTube channel called Sunshine Creations. But instead, because we never actually do these DIY projects, we were instead encouraging her to choose something else. So she decided for her YouTube channel that she was going to kind of just do like a blog, just kind of like her basic life and how things are going, uh, her day to day. So we encourage her to do that. And then at the advice of my 17-year-old son, we have only made it private. So we share the links to these videos with family members only so that she's not out there for the whole world to see. Even though I think that's what she's looking for, she doesn't understand what she's actually putting herself out there for. So, you know, in our in our way of protecting her, we are making it just private and sending the link to family members. But recently she wanted to do a video about her nighttime routine, which that alone thought was pretty interesting that she recognizes that she has an actual thing called a bedtime routine. We don't call it a bedtime routine. She called it that. And she went through the whole thing about what she does, you know, brushing her teeth. And then when we got to the part where it was time to hook her up to her equipment for at night, she talked basically about each piece of equipment. She showed the equipment in the video and she's like, and these are the important things that I need at night. And she said, this is my feeding tube that keeps me from getting too hungry at night. And this is my CPAP machine that helps me to breathe at night. And that's the oxygen that goes with it. And then this is my pulse ox machine that lets my family know that I'm safe. And I was kind of blown away. I was surprised that she knew all of those things. We don't generally talk about them. I mean, yes, she has a general knowledge of those things, but she was so articulate about what each piece of equipment was for and how it worked. And it just made me really happy that even though we hadn't actually said, hey, this is what this is for and this is why we do this, that she picked it up on her own and she was definitely very accepting of it. She was very happy to show the world that these are the things that she needs at night. And it didn't matter to her that nobody else in our house needed them other than the CPAP since my husband uses CPAP. And she was really proud of her, her bedtime routine. And that just made me so happy because I'm like, she really is embracing her differences. And right now she's in a good place where she really feels like, I want to show the world that this is who I am and this is what I need. And that also I felt was really important for her to even learn self to be a self-advocate her knowing what she needs and being able to express that are really good skills for her to have for later in life. So that made me happy. So we also, you know, had a a great Halloween. It was a very busy Halloween and I should have known that, you know, when we do a lot, it usually ends up either autumn becomes really tired or her seizures pick up or she ends up getting sick. Um, One of those things usually happens around the holidays And that was another thing because she acknowledged that as well. When she started, you know, being a little bit off the day after Halloween or yeah, it was the day after Halloween, she started running a fever and the night before her pulse socks was going off a lot and she was like, "Oh, this is what happens on holidays or this is what happens, you know, if we're on vacation. So she's starting to recognize that her body needs more rest than other people which makes sense because she has a a mitochondrial dysfunction, which is the producer of energy. And it was true. We had done a dance class. And then a few days later, she had done a trunk or treat. We had done a special restaurant visit in our area. They had decorated like Harry Potter and she loves Harry Potter. So we had gone there and then she had trick or treat with the co-op and then she went regular trick or treating. So, in a a number of like, you know, six or seven days, she had done a whole lot of activity that was more than what she was used to. And sure enough, she just was not feeling well. It started a little bit on Tuesday. And then by Wednesday, she definitely had a fever and just was, you know, sick. Nothing came of it. She ended up being completely fine. But it was a reminder to us that we need to like pace her and make sure we don't overdo it on holidays and vacations and fun stuff. But also for her, it was just really great to hear her acknowledge that. And it wasn't even like, oh, I hate this. This happens to me every time. It was more like, oh, matter of fact, this is what happens. And I need to learn to listen to my body a little bit more. I probably should have rested some. Sometimes when we're doing long distance walking, Not sometimes, often when we're doing long distance walking, we will have her stroller because even if she can get one way, sometimes the coming back is too much. Um, But we didn't use any of those things during any of those Halloween activities. She was just so excited to be doing Halloween stuff. She didn't want to be in her stroller, which I completely understand. And we want her to be able to make those choices. But I think that she was able to correlate a little bit like, hey, I pushed myself a little too much and this was the result. And in the future, I still would allow her to make that choice. As long as she knows that this is what's going to happen. If I don't rest or if I don't use my stroller, I'm going to feel worn down the next couple of days. I want her to be able to make that trade off. It's up to her. I want her to be able to say as long as she's not like pushing herself into danger, a dangerous place, you know, with her health. But I think it's okay to say I want to fully participate Knowing that I'm going to pay a little bit of an extra price the days following that. I think we all kind of make those choices. I mean, isn't that what we do when we go on vacation? Especially a vacation like a Disney trip. You know, you're running full steam. You come back. It's one of those trips where you say, I need a vacation from the vacation. And we make that choice. So I just want to let her make that choice. But all in all, I'm just really pleased with where she seems to be with acknowledging what she needs and also acknowledging how she might be different from other people, but still learning to live a full and happy life and not being resentful of the things that are extra in her life that she needs. Not being resentful of her medications or, you know, the the equipment that she needs at night. So that makes me very happy. So speaking of vacations and Things like that. We are going to be leaving for a trip in just a little less than two weeks. So, I just wanted to mention to other medical moms and even other neurotypical moms what we are doing to prepare for the trip. So, about at the beginning of the month, when we were about a month out, I had already started making sure really it was like two months out. I started making sure that we were on track for all medications because this is a little bit of a longer trip for us. We're going to be gone for about 11 days total with travel time. So that's a pretty big chunk of time where we would normally be picking up prescriptions and, you know, those kind of things. So I had started looking ahead about six weeks to two months before the trip as to what I thought We were going to need, not just for the trip, but to make sure when we came home, we were fully stocked. Because you know how it is when you come home. You don't necessarily have time to go to the pharmacy to pick up prescriptions. Obviously, you will if you have to. But it's so much nicer to come home and those things are done. It's already hard enough to settle back in, put all the equipment back in its place and unpack. That's never the fun part of the trip. So I try to have things set so that when I get back, I have the least amount of extra things to do as possible. So I started looking at those medications a little bit out. I do know that there are some that are going to be due to renew, like right at the end of this vacation. Luckily, it's not in the middle. But if you're not aware of this, most insurance companies, with if, the phar- if you ask the pharmacy, they will let them know that you need a vacation supply. Some will either give you just enough to get through your vacation and then you can finish your refill when you come back. Others will just give you that one-time refill early for the 30 days, knowing that you're going to be on vacation. So if you have a trip planned and you know you have some supplies or other things that you're going to need, you can take care of that with the pharmacy ahead of time just leave it plenty of time because they have to get approval for it. You don't want to do it the day you're leaving. You want to do it well in advance. So I always recommend that you take a look and see what medications you're going to need on the trip that might be running out while you are already on your trip. Additionally, some medical supply companies, I know ours in the past when I had asked about getting things early, instead they said, oh, we will ship it anywhere that you are. So we've never had to worry about like, Ordering our feeding tube supplies or CPAP supplies early, they basically just said if we're going to be somewhere and we want it shipped there instead, that they would do that. But I do recommend you check with your medical supply company to see if that's even an option. And if it is, how long the shipping would be depending on where you're going to be. And that may be another factor. They may ship places, but they may not ship everywhere. So you might want to check into that. Um, another thing I am starting to do that I'm getting help you know, from my husband. Remember that delegation trick we've talked about? And that is starting to, I call them uh, shell syringes. So basically the syringes come in plastic wrappers and I'm having him take out the syringes and put them in clean plastic bags so that when it comes time, we're not having to unwrap all of these syringes. Because normally when we go on vacation, I like to have as many days ahead that's safe. Like, Some medications you can't draw too early. Like obviously we have pills that have to be crushed and mixed and those need to be the day of. But there are other medications that we can draw ahead of time and then they just need to be like in dark boxes. So we use the pencil boxes to keep the medications in, the plastic pencil boxes with the lid. So many of those medications I will start drawing before we go on vacation because that's one of my favorite things about vacation I love being able to just throw those syringes away. So normally at home, because of the limited amount of syringes that we get, you know, we're cleaning them after each medication dose so that we can reuse them. But normally I will take the set that we're currently using. That's the set that I fill for vacation. And we just throw those away without washing anything. It's part of the vacation ritual, part of it that we both love. No rinsing. I know it seems like such a small thing. And if you're not a medical mom who uses syringes, you probably are like, what? That doesn't even sound like that big of a deal. But when you have 20 to 30 syringes a day, it is kind of a big deal to have to constantly wash those out, you know, especially when you've just, you're doing other things. You're not, you know, you're running from one thing to the next. So, especially if you're in a theme park, instead of going to the bathroom to wash syringes, it feels so good to be able to just drop them into the trash can and keep on moving. Another thing that we have done recently is we used Disney's DAS video system. So we normally just get our DAS, our Disability Access Service, when we get to the parks. But I wanted to do it a little differently this time. We wanted to try the video one because you can make two rides in advance. And these rides are set up much like the old Fast Pass was. So you have like an hour window that you can use them. It's not like the other DAS selections where you have like an unlimited time to come back. So we waited oh, probably about, maybe it was the total process was maybe about an hour. I just did it while I was working at my computer anyway. So I had opened up the browser window. Um, basically, I'll give you a couple of quick notes about how it went. I will not tell you what the conversation was or how the conversation went because As other medical moms and special needs moms know, you should know the reason why your child needs the DAS pass. You shouldn't need someone to tell you what to say to a Disney cast member to get that. Um, I think that I have heard that they are really cracking down on people who are getting DAS passes. And I think that's a great thing because that makes it more accessible to the people who really need it. On a side note, I literally have been in the park before where I've seen Teenagers. It was a group of teenagers. There were about four of them. And someone said, okay, who's going to go get the DAS pass today so we can get on the rides faster? And they were literally like pointing at each other and figuring out what to say, um, deciding who was going to be the person to fake their disability so that they could get on the rides, what they thought was quicker. Which, by the way, if you don't use DAS... You do not get on the rides quicker. You wait your turn like everyone else. The difference is you're waiting your turn outside of line, which I'm not going to lie is a great thing, but there's a reason that people need that service. Anyway, I took a little sidetrack there. We waited for about an hour, I'd say, at the most, from top to bottom from the time we got on to wait. The representative came on, asked us the questions. We did need to know ahead of time, who was going to be on the desk with our child. And those people need to already be linked to your um My Disney Experience account. They wanted to know our first day in the park, because you can only do this when you're 30 days out. You can't do it when you're out further. And they also wanted to know that my child was with me, that Autumn was with me when I applied, because they do need to take a picture, and they do sometimes ask to talk to the child or the person who needs the DAS pass. So that part of it went pretty smoothly. We talked to them, we explained why Autumn has trouble waiting in a traditional line and why we needed to sometimes be able to come back later than what our assigned time was. And that's a big note, like for us especially, we could wait in a traditional line for an hour and then get up there and all of a sudden she's sleeping or she's had a seizure or suddenly, you know, she's having a bowel issue and we have to get out of line. So one thing the DAS does for us is gives us that open time window that, yes, we need to wait an hour before we can ride this ride or we need to wait two hours. But when that two hour mark comes if she's having a seizure or she's sleeping or she's just in a, in a bad place, we can wait longer and then still go ride the ride. So sometimes we'll end up waiting three or four hours for a ride that was only an hour wait. And that, but that's perfect for us because when she's ready and when she's able is when we actually go ride the ride. So we, we did those things and then they transfer you to a different cast member and you fill out that cast member you don't see. It's only through chat, like texting chat and they send you a form that for three days you can put in your park day and the three rides that you would like to advance select. You can only advance select two, but they ask for three because sometimes the thing that you want is not available. There's limited availability. And then after those three days, let's say you have six park days, then they send you a second form for the next days. Um, It went pretty smoothly. We Did not get a lot of our choices in Epcot, but we also did not do it right at the 30-day mark. I'm guessing the earlier you do it, the better your chances are of getting the rides that you would like to ride. And the truth is, we may not even ride those rides because we, again, it's that one-hour time window. And if we're not able to do it right in that one-hour time window then we won't be able to ride. So we made these advanced selections. We're going to see how it goes, but it's very possible that we're not even going to be able to use them. All in all, I thought it was a great experience. It does alleviate us having to go wait in line or doing it when we get to the park. Um, I think that it's a nice option to have, especially if you are pre-planning. It's difficult to plan if you don't know What rides are gonna like what you're gonna wanna do when you get to the park? But when you have the pre selections, at least there are two rides you know that hey, this is the times that we're supposed to be doing these rides, and then you can kind of work your schedule around those things. So that's another thing that we were doing to get ready. Like I said, we should have done it sooner, but I really wasn't that pressed for it. As you all know, we go very frequently. First time we decided to use the DAS video, and it was a great experience. I definitely would do it again depending on what kind of trip we were headed on. This is a bigger trip. We're going with a lot of people. Um, so I think it was important to kind of get it done ahead of time. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Again, kind of just to wrap it up, I think we're in a really good place with Autumn where she's emotionally where she is feeling and I am seeing some more maturity come from her. So those things make me really happy. And of course, I'm really happy because we were getting very close to our Disney trip that's coming up. And I'm sure that I will have a podcast either during that trip or after that trip to let you know how our experiences were this time. I feel like every Disney trip is different. And sometimes it goes really, really well. And sometimes it could be better. So with that, thanks for listening. If you know someone who would like this podcast, please share. And if you would also rate and review, that is helpful. And you can reach me at amazingmomspodcast at yahoo.com. Thanks and have a great day.